Good morning and welcome to our worship service from the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village, on this Sunday, September 5th. We are so glad that you have decided to join us in worship, whether you are joining us in person with Mass or online, we know that God's Spirit will touch and nurture you this Sunday. Be blessed and grow well. And remember that today is Communion Sunday, so if you are with us online this morning, you'll want to get some bread and some juice at the ready by your side for when we celebrate Communion a little later in the service. A few quick reminders of opportunities for ministry before us. The Social Concerns Committee is having a book study on the book called Evicted. You can pick it up at church. You can get it uh, through your bookseller of your choice. We'll be starting that class with Rick Schroeder, the president of Many Mansions, being the leader of the class on a week from this next Monday. I believe that's the 13th at 7 o'clock. You'll see how to get online and join that Zoom class through the announcements or on our website. Uh, we're looking to uh, try to step a little bit more forward, though gingerly, uh, gathering for worship and think perhaps if we do have some children coming to be in worship with us, we might be able to do that acolyte program that was a part of our life together before. And so if, if you are thinking as a young family that you will be present in worship and you have uh, someone in second grade or older, uh, please talk to Amy Camparado, the head of our education department, or Pastor Rachel and see if uh, you can't uh, get involved in that acolyte program. Through our uh, website or through the announcements that we send out on Friday and Sunday evening, you'll see opportunities to uh, spread your compassion through uh, UMCOR or just through our Social Concerns Committee for caring for people who are suffering from uh, the earthquake, uh, our refugees out of Afghanistan, and uh, I am sure soon we'll be seeing postings for how to help people who are dealing with the hurricane. So stay posted on that if, if you are the kind of person that is able to be generous through your giving to help care for other people. Today we conclude our summer Faith in Film sermon series looking at the unusual and thought-provoking film Stranger Than Fiction. It stars Will Farrell and a number of other noteworthy actors will be reminded through it of the importance of making life worthwhile by choosing to do so. As we emerge further from our pandemic, we are clearly presented with an opportunity to shape our lives in new and in fresh ways. The break in the patterns of our lives have given us a, a reset opportunity as we now work to find our way back to a more socially connected life. We're going to look at this opportunity in fresh ways starting today as we leverage the end of the summer series into the start of our fall sermon series. We have a saying here at church, setting a course for a better life. We want all among us to feel the freedom through God's Spirit 
and our encouragement as a congregation to set your course to an improved life. The opportunity for reset is ours. What we make of it, well, that's up to us. So partner with God. Open yourself up to the Spirit's influence, even in these uncertain days, to set your course for a better life, a life that perhaps you'll discover is more worthwhile. All right then, let us now center ourselves in preparation for worship. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord again, I say, rejoice, rejoice. Amen. Will you please join me in our call to worship? God calls you to gather and uplift your spirit in worship. Draw close to God and one another. Learn the ways of respect, forgiveness, and love. We sing the of the Lord. Let us join together in singing our opening favorite hymns. Let us gather our spirits together and be in prayer. Holy God, be with us in this time of worship that we might open our hearts and minds to your holy word for us this day. 
and that being nurtured and inspired by it, we would lead lives of truer discipleship and greater faithfulness, all to the glory of your Son's name and for the fulfillment of your purposes. This all we pray. Amen. Good morning, children. How are you today? Good. I heard some goods. I'm glad to hear that. I don't know about you, but Mark and Maya have another two days off of this weekend. Is that true for you guys, too? Yeah, several of you have another couple of days off, so I bet you guys are looking forward to that. Hmm. Well, I look forward to times that we can take breaks and that we can rest. You guys are going to continue talking about the story of creation, and you're going to explore what it means for God to create different parts of our world. Some of you are going to be talking about how God created some of the animals, and some of you are going to be looking at the story as a whole, I think. And I don't know about you, but my favorite day in the story of creation actually happens to be day seven. Does anyone know what day seven is? I see two hands up in the back. They happen to, oh, is there one over here too? Oh, yes. Let's go with Sarah. It's when he rests. Is that what you guys were going to say too? Yeah, you're right. Day seven is the day that God rests. And God rests, rested to remind us that in our lives, we're supposed to take time to rest, to focus on renewing our hearts. That's a big word. Um, Focus on the ways in which we can have new energy for the week ahead of us and to be excited for all that comes along. Sometimes it's hard for us to rest, and then school gives us extra days off where we go, ooh, I do get to rest. I don't have any homework. I can take that moment to pause and take a deep breath and reflect on all of the good and the blessings around us. So as you guys have tomorrow off and maybe even Tuesday off, I want to encourage each and every one of you to find ways throughout the day to take that moment of pause, to take the deep breath, to look around, and to see the blessings of God's creation all around you. Will you guys join me in a moment of prayer? Let's take a moment to talk to God. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for tomorrow, and thank you for yesterday. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for creating us. And thank you for creating a day of rest. Allow us to pause, take a deep breath, and give thanks to you. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, kiddos, you can head off to Sunday school. Those of you who are at home know that we love you and that we hope that you're doing well. Oh, Lord, hear my prayer.
in a moment of prayer. Awesome and almighty God, we give you thanks for the ways in which your spirit continues to move around us, inviting us into relationship with you, inviting us to see how you are calling us to be in service to others. Be with us this day and always as we discern how to live worthwhile lives that honor the gifts that you've given us, the passions that you've placed on our hearts, and our call to represent you in the world. Allow us to be people who shine your light to the dark places so that those who are suffering, those that are in grief, those that are in pain, might know some blessings through our acts and our witness to your love. Help your love radiate and shine through. This day, Lord, we have a myriad of prayers from our church community. We continue to pray for all of those that are impacted uh, by the situation in Afghanistan, those that have friends and family in the area who are awaiting news of loved ones, those that have, have uh, left the area and have concerns about the safety of their friends and family, and everyone in between. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for those affected by Hurricane Ida, the 65 people who lost their lives, the thousands of people displaced from their homes or without power or have lost their homes entirely. Be with them in this time of uncertainty. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We join with Carol Ames in praying for Amy and Carl Swanson as Amy is in John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore after having abdominal surgery with severe complications. As she continues to heal, be with her that she knows your presence. Be with Carl in the waiting and know that at some point within the next few weeks that she, we have the hope that she goes home. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We join with Jane Chapman in lifting up prayers for Anne Borden, Borden, who is a charter member of this church who lost her husband Jerry recently. Be with and that she knows comfort at this time. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We join with Betty Steeman in praying for her brother-in-law David in North Carolina as he has been diagnosed with an aggressive spinal tumor and is starting a series of chemotherapy. Be with him, Lord, in this time. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We Lift up prayers for Phil Severance, who is recovering from surgery, and we give thanks that after five and a half hours of surgery, he's doing well, and all of his lymph nodes were clear. Be with him that he knows your presence and that his healing uh, brings the, the wholeness that we're looking for for him. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for the anonymous couple in Texas who is struggling with COVID and all of those who are fighting the virus and its complications to their lives right now. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for those involved in a car accident uh, on Wednesday impacting four high school students and young adults from our community. We pray for the family of the driver who passed away and the three others who are hospitalized and in severe condition. Be with all of them at this time. O oh Lord, hear our prayers.
And Lord, by the next time that we meet, we will have had another marker. 20 years since 9-11 happened, our lives have been changed and transformed as we take a moment to pause and remember that day. Help us to find ways to be, again, your light in the darkness. We remember the lines of people outside the blood banks working to donate blood. We remember those first responders who left their stations throughout the United States to go be at Ground Zero, taking care of those that were in dire situations. We give thanks for all of those who served then and how we continue to live lives that bring honor to so many who fought so hard that day to to protect uh, those around us. We still grieve the lives lost that day. We remember what happened, and we strive to continue to serve you. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. We take a moment to lift up the prayers that are on our hearts this day. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. Hear the prayers that are on our hearts that we started to verbalize to you from our hearts and those prayers that we have even yet to begin to put to words. Help us to give our all to you, that we share our most intimate and vulnerable things with you, knowing that you desire to be in relationship with us regardless of what's going on in our lives. Help us to be vulnerable with you, honest with you, and listen for your will and your guidance in our world. We pray all these things, saying the prayer that your Son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Trouble. God's gonna try.
Katie and Gloria. You know, to one degree or another, we are emerging from the throes of the worst of the pandemic into some kind of time that's leading to, I don't know, what we may be calling the post-pandemic period. Am I, am I being too hopeful? Is it kind of happening or maybe it's not happening? Oh, dear. Well, anyway, I hope I'm not being too hopeful and that we are making some kind of movement towards uh, different life, renewed life. We will, we will regain a better sense of balance. And we will be better able at some point to stride towards a improved tomorrow. So as we as we nurture our families, as we strive to blossom successfully in life in general and in life specifically in these times, it's really important to consider, well, what is it that makes life worthwhile? Is it just surviving or is there more to it in the context of just surviving? that we should be getting after. How should I be growing? Into what kind of person am I becoming? Are there things I should be doing that would be, well, really helpful 
And are there things that, well, it's just about time that I start avoiding because they are harmful? Since we are the author of our lives, after all, what is the story that we are writing? We have a uniquely fresh opportunity to reset our lives as we emerge from the impact of the pandemic upon us. You know, it's often observed that people on their deathbeds do not wish to have spent more time in the office. Of course, we have to find ways to sustain our lives, right? To feed ourselves and to shelter ourselves. Yet, what really helps us live, and I think that's the kind of things we've been discovering during this pandemic, there are things that really help us to have an enriched life, not just living a life. Can we identify those things? Can we, can we identify those things that make life rich for us, that give us a sense of well-being? so that at our lives and whenever it may come, we will feel like we have lived well. Now, I certainly didn't expect to be living through a pandemic. I certainly didn't expect to be having the, the disabilities that I'm having in my life right now. There are things that are going on for me and things that are going on for you that may not have been part of your plan but they're part of your reality. Now, what are you going to do with that reality? How can you script your life to work through this reality so that you have life abundant in the midst of whatever is impinging upon you? I would suggest that a life that lives out the values and the purposes of God, doesn't just take them for granted, doesn't just register them and put them on the shelf or on the coffee table. A life that lives out the values and the purposes of God as you understand them in your life with your, your gifts and your graces is truly a worthwhile life. God has uniquely created us, each one of us, and set us on a course. And our job, our job is to discover it and live into it well and live into it fully. We will look at that in this worship experience today. And our scripture gives us a foundation to, to think about it. Paul writes prayerfully in the beginning of our passage this morning to those believers that we call the Colossians that they will live lives worthy of Christ. Not of the empire, not of their community, 
of Christ. And the hope they have in God to lift them up into a new creation that will actually transform the world into a better place. Media team, give us our scripture for today. Our scripture reading today is from Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 12. For this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him as you bear fruit in every good work and as you grow in the knowledge of God. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power. And may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Paul is expressing a feeling and a hope that I would guess all spiritual leaders have for the people in their care. I know that Pastor Rachel and I have that hope for you all. Your belief in Christ is a statement of faith about how the world works and what direction the world should be heading. By your belief, you are saying as much, okay, okay, this worldview makes sense to me. It also sets out some ethical imperatives and spiritual perspectives that you intend to embrace because this view of the world makes sense to you. You intend to embrace those spiritual, ethical imperatives and make them a part of your daily life. God has, has touched you through Christ, and that touch has left an impression upon your soul like your hand does on your bed. Do you have those nowadays beds that are uh, spongy and all, where you put something down and then there's that image of yourself. Well, God has impressed you, has left a mark on you. And this mark has further welcomed you to, awakened you to pay attention to your distinctiveness and those consequent opportunities in life that are yours due to that distinctiveness. Who you are and what God would have you do. Not Rachel, not Ken, you, each of us distinctively graced by God to blossom into a unique presentation filled with, motivated by the Spirit of God. 
Richard Rohr, a Franciscan priest who does spiritual direction, has become a, a popular author in the field and for, for many of us who are thinking about spiritual things. He writes about discovering your true self. That's the language he uses. And growing into that true self, that's the agenda of your life. And as we do this, we leave behind the, the varied personas we have adopted that give us security or, or short-term purpose and meaning. Things Roar calls are false selves. Our goal in life is to discern our true self and find the way to live fully into that self, becoming it. Roar uses other words that express our spiritual goal of discovering our authentic self and living a genuine life out of that center point, that true self, yet they communicate the same thing indicated by our biblical passage this morning. Namely, that we are called to live unique and worthy lives due to the power of Christ Jesus in our life. From a whole different perspective, our film this morning helps us to make sense of what I'm saying. The film stars Will Ferrell, so you guess that it's probably tongue-in-cheek a lot of the way through it and, and kind of funny in a deadpan or slapstick kind of way that is uh, his gift to us. It's a marvelous film, it really is, and it plays with our sense of reality in light of the unfolding of one's story. And the power of our patterns and the power of our desires, well, as the main character of our story. We'll be watching two clips uh, back to back with a short little comment uh, I'll make between them. Uh, they, work, they work nicely together. Anna, Anna is the character with uh, Farrell. Anna is a baker. And she prevails on this IRS agent, Harold, Will Farrell, to, to relax a moment after a hard day doing her audit, to have a cookie and a glass of milk. In truth, I think she feels a bit guilty of the mess that she has made and now put Harold through. So let's take a look. Well, good night. You want a cookie? Oh, no. Come on. They're warm and gooey. They're fresh out of the oven. No, I don't like cookies. You don't like cookies? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. Everybody likes cookies. No, I know. After a really awful, no good day, didn't your mama ever make you milk and cookies? 
No. My mother didn't bake. The only cookies I ever had were store-bought. Okay. Sit down. No, I'm... No. Sit down. Now, eat a cookie. I, I really can't. Mr. Crick, it was a really awful day. I know. I made sure of it. So pick up the cookie, dip it in the milk, and eat it. That's a really, really good cookie. Mm -hmm. When did you decide to become a baker? Um, in college. Oh, like a cooking college? I went to Harvard Law, actually. Okay, Harold is going to ask her now a little bit about herself, and to his surprise, he, as as we were just kind of then surprised, we realize he realizes that he that she dropped out of Harvard Law to become a baker. So let's hear some more. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I just assumed it was no, no, it's fine. I didn't finish. Something happened? No, I was barely accepted. I mean, really, barely. The only reason they let me come was because of my essay. How I was going to make the world a better place with my degree. And anyway, we would have to participate in these study sessions. Mm -hmm. My classmates and I sometimes all night long. And so I'd bake. So no one would go hungry while we worked. Sometimes I would bake all afternoon in the kitchen and the dorm. And then I'd bring my little treats to the study groups. And people loved them. Eat. I made oatmeal cookies, peanut butter bars, dark chocolate macadamia nut wedges, and mm. everyone would eat and stay happy and study harder and do better on the test, and then more and more people started coming to the study groups, and <laughs> I'd bring more snacks, and I was always looking for better and better recipes until soon. Mm. It was ricotta cheese and apricot croissants and mocha bars with an almond glaze and lemon chiffon cake with zesty peach icing. Mm. And at the end of the semester, I had 27 study partners, <laughs> eight mead journals filled with recipes and a D average. So I dropped out. I just figured if I was gonna make the world a better place, I would do it with cookies. You like them? I do. I'm glad. Thank you for forcing me to eat them. You're welcome. I should go. Oh, thank you for the cookies. All right. 
So Anna wasn't sure what she wanted to do with her life. She thought that perhaps it was to be a lawyer, right? And that by being a lawyer, she would change the world. And it, and it took some missteps, and then it took some discernment over time. But Anna discovered herself and started living from that authentic self. We see in the film clip that this discernment of of one's authentic self is part of the, of the whole journey of self-discovery for her and, well, for all of us. It might come in a, a major revelation or in snippets or, or smaller steps that lead to other larger steps of becoming. Yet how interesting it is to realize that your true self has a way of asserting itself and, and calling you to attention. Doors open, doors close. We need only to be open to it, to listen to it, and to willingly respond to it. Anna's story is a marvelous illustration of this. Might our lives also be? What is God saying to you? How is the Spirit nudging you? Are you in process of becoming? Would you use that language? Are you finding the ways of understanding who you really are so you can disregard the false selves and peel away the unnecessary layers of persona to get to what's real and to what is authentically you? It's a, it's a discernment and a journey that can happen at, at any time in our lives and under most any circumstance. Yet, sure for all of us, we have been primed for it now through this dislocation and this dehabituation that we have gone through in this pandemic time. A word of caution. Know that you have not found your true self if you don't sense that God is standing there with you. Cheering, supporting, healing, renewing you. Your true self is an intimate buddy with God. Indeed, it is God within you, your soul, the expression of your soul. So if you don't sense the divine, when you think you are discerning your true self, uh, keep searching. Dive deeper, go higher, 
because you're not there yet. And the word of encouragement. Realize, dear friends, that for some of us it might take much longer than for others. For some, this may not come until later in life, since we are so successful and what you might say adaptive to life with our false selves, that we miss the call to attention for finding our true self. Yet, despair not, God is beckoning us all to become the child of God we are authentically to be. So be patient with yourself, but keep nudging yourself. Stay open to the Spirit. Pay attention, look, listen. And then work with God to become who God would have you be. And one further word, once, once you sense that you have found your authentic self, recognize there's a lot of growing into it that we must do. It's more a starting line than a finish line of our spiritual journey. Finding your authentic self gets you on the path of the real pilgrimage of your life. Fully towards becoming who you are and by doing this, helping you to get back to the garden, God's garden, where you belong now and, and forever. When you see the rest of the film, you'll get a sense how Will Ferrell can kind of write out the future of his life, help to script what has yet to become. And with God at your side, you can help do that too for yourself. So have at it. Have at it. Get after it. No better time than right now, today, as you leave this place to resolve more so than ever before. To dig deep and to go high and to claim your true self and to live into that self. The sooner you get to that place the more of life abundant you will experience and the more that you'll get the opportunity to share that with those around you. So become yourself. Amen.
as we continue to grow and strive to become our truer self by plotting our course and following down the path with God at our side. We recognize the many gifts and blessings that we have by responding to that tug on our heart and that call to the way in which we live with that companion that guides us and directs us and gives us wisdom for the journey. And as we take the time to show our appreciation for that ultimate companion in God, we respond with praise and thanksgiving, giving our tithes, gifts, and offerings to help continue to build the world that God hopes for us as we journey together. Let us lift up our hearts and give thanks to the Lord, our God, for only God is God. And God created all things good and called them good. Holy God, you made us in your own image. Even though we rebelled against your love, you did not desert us. You delivered us from captivity and made covenant to be our sovereign God. You spoke to us through your prophets. 
And so the entire company of heaven praises your name now, and we on earth lift up our words of praise and thanksgiving. We thank you, Holy Lord God, that you love the world so much that you sent your only Son to be our Savior. The Lord of all life came to live among us. He healed and taught and ate with sinners and won for you a new people by water and the Spirit. We saw his glory. Yet he humbled himself in obedience to your will, freely accepting death on a cross. By dying, he freed us from unending death. And by rising from the dead, he gave us everlasting life. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread, gave thanks to you, O Lord, broke the bread and offered it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, when the meal was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you once more, and offered it to his disciples, saying, Drink from this, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we experience anew, most merciful God, the suffering and death, the resurrection and ascension of your Son. We ask you to accept our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, which we offer in union with Christ's offering for us as a living and holy surrender of ourselves as we proclaim the great mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ, Christ is, is risen. risen. Christ, Christ will, will come, come again. again. Send out your Holy Spirit on us gathered in this place and in across the internet and upon the gifts of bread and cup. May the Spirit help us to know in the breaking of this bread and in the drinking of this cup the presence of Christ who gave his body and blood for all. And may the Spirit make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in service to all the world. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all glory and honor is yours, almighty God, now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. You're invited to partake of communion.
hope this service has been a blessing to you. Let me remind you that you have some opportunities for ministry and discipleship in these days ahead. You'll recognize what they are as they come to you. Through your church, there's a call of support for people who are refugees from Afghan, who are struggling from hurricane and from earthquake. If you're in a position to help with that, follow God's lead. You know, the choice in our lives really is ours about what to make of our tomorrows. Partner with God's Spirit and make the, the most of it, altering that about yourself that needs changing, strengthening that about yourself that's solid and true. With God and UMCWV at your side, you've got some good resources, you know, for setting a course for a better life. Be safe, stay healthy, know that you are loved. Amen.